Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 517. Be yourself, be honest, and never give up on that prize. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Adrian A.J. Janik. A.J., are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, I've been buckled up for the past two hours. I'm ready to go (laughs) and always feel the need for speed, so I'm ready. All right, all right. I got a firecracker on the line today, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Adrian A.J. Janik is the host of the new television series, Competition Ready, airing on the Velocity Channel. She and past Cars Yeah guest Mike Phillips travel the country, helping owners get their rides ready for shows and events. Known as A.J. in the automotive world, you'll recognize her from the hit automotive makeover series, Overhaulin, on Discovery Channel International, and her appearance on the Speed Channel series, Hot Import Nights and Hot Rod TV. She's also the host of Z Living Network series, Fit famous and fabulous? How come you haven't come to my house yet? Hmm, interesting. I think I know the answer to that. As a former top model and product spokesman, AJ has graced the covers and pages of countless magazines, ad campaigns, TV commercials, and fashion runways. Very cool. So AJ, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Before we get into the questions, could you take a moment to share a little bit more about your career, your past, and of course, your passion for automobiles? My gosh, it's like, where do I begin? I mean, I've been in the industry now for, I would say, a little over 20 years. Wow. You know, I started right after high school. And I just, I wanted a way, I started off because I wanted a way to travel and see the world. That was my goal. And I thought, hmm, how could I do this? And I thought, okay, I'm going to join the military. So I thought the military at the time was going to be my best option. I wanted to join the Air Force. Um, and then lo and behold, one fateful day at the supermarket, a photographer comes up to me and says, hey, you know, are you a model? You know, you should really model. And I thought, Uh-oh, um, get away from me, creep. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, he just it was just I mean, I was with my mom and, you know, I was 17 at the time. And but he gave me his card and, you know, we looked him up. He was legit. So it was this kind of local modeling contest uh, where I was living. And I thought, hey, why not? I'm going to bring my dad and see what happens. And uh, 
I ended up getting third place. And at the time, this was in the 90s, uh, was like 300 bucks. And I thought, oh my God, this is a lot of money. So I just kind of did the local rounds of these, you know, local modeling contests. And finally, someone said, you know, you should really go to Los Angeles because I lived about 30 minutes east of Los Angeles. Okay. So I went to go visit different agencies, modeling agencies, and I ended up signing uh, with an agency, which at the time I didn't know was really big. It was Ford, Ford Models. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, big. the rest is history. I mean, they really gave me my start in this in this business. I got to travel and see the world just like I wanted to. Yeah. And um, I remember also, too, the uh, Air Force uh, recruiter called me. He's like, so when are you going to come in and sign the papers? And I said, well, you know, there's kind of a change in plans. I think I'm going to model instead. And then on the other end of the line was kind of like, cricket, cricket. Yeah, um, excuse me. <laughs> so he's like, well, if you change your mind, you know, you have my number. So but it's just the entertainment industry has just been my life ever since. So yeah, from one opportunity to another. And it's, it's just been a really crazy but fun ride. And I'm so grateful for every opportunity that's come my way. Well, it's really fun, and I love having women on cars, yeah, because it shows those other listeners out there, especially young women who love cars but think, well, that's kind of a guy's world. I can't get into that. That No, it's not. There's a lot of opportunities. I've had female racers on the show, personalities like yourself, authors, journalists, all sorts of different people in the automotive world that are women. So that's why it's so great to have you here and uh, have you a part of the show. And now you're traveling with Mike and uh, traveling again, so it seems like you're never ending on the road with this new TV show. And we're going to learn a lot more about the new show and everything as we move along. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. It's some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, I know you love to drive, AJ, so take the wheel. Yeah, well, you know, growing up, you know, both my parents are immigrants. You know, they both immigrated um, to the United States, my mom being from Mexico and my dad from Serbia. And they basically came to this country with nothing. You know, they went through the process of becoming citizens. My dad, right after he became an American citizen, joined the Army, the U.S. Army, you know, learned the language. Same with my mom. They both, you know, went to school, got their degrees. So they always instilled in my brother and I, if you're healthy and you can move, you could get from point A to point B, then there is really no excuse why you can't work hard and achieve your goals. So... It doesn't matter what you do. My dad was always supportive, whether you want to do underwater basket weaving or become a doctor or or a nurse or whatever you want. He goes, just work hard. He goes, I mean, my parents had nothing when they came to this country and they lived the American dream. You know, they're working uh, middle class citizens. And, you know, my mom's currently still a nurse. My dad is a retired aerospace engineer. Wow. So, um, yeah, through war- hard work and they, even to this day, there's no excuse get your butt up, mm-hmm. get to work. And if you want something, go work for it. Yeah. So that's kind of been my mantra this whole time. Well, kudos to your folks. You know, it's great yeah. when I hear these stories. Uh, in our pre-show chat, I mentioned I just had John Campion on the show, who's a very successful gentleman in the energy business, but he's got a collection of cars. He came here with 26 bucks from Ireland in his pocket and built up a billion-dollar company your folks with what they did, and they obviously raised you right, and look where you're at. So, yeah, for you young folks out there listening, get off the couch, get out from behind the TV, the computer, and get out there and do something with your life because look what you can do. There's yeah, no it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what it is. I even put my son to work. I have a six-year-old little boy now, 
And it was getting a little out of control with the, I want this toy. I need this toy. I'm thinking, okay, first of all, you don't need toys. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we kind of did some little spring cleaning with the older toys. I said, you know, listen, there's going to be some kids out there that would really, really appreciate these toys. So we donated a lot of stuff. And now I said, if you want something, you're going to work for it. He's like, but mama, I'm, I'm too young to get a job. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, you're not. So now we recycle. So we collect bottles. We collect cans. I mean, not only are we helping the environment, but every month, you know, once we have bags and bags of bottles and cans, yeah. uh, we go to the recycling center. He's got his work gloves, and I make <laughs> him put these bottles. You know, you, they have these little slots. Oh, yeah. One by one. And by the end of the time, you know, he's a little bit dirty. His clothes are dirty, but whatever. He will walk out with, like, anywhere between 20 and $30. Wow. And, yeah, we put in his piggy bank. I said, listen, you can either save the money. We can go to Toys R Us and buy a little toy, or you can go later and if you want something bigger. So that's what we've been doing for the past, I would say, almost a year now. Wow. It's like if you want a toy, you're going to work for it. You know, you're an awesome mom. The lessons you're teaching that son of yours at six years old are incredibly invaluable. I wish more parents would do exactly the same thing. Awesome story. Well, let's go back in time a little bit and talk about what instigated your passion for cars. You're a car gal, through and true. I, I know you are. We talked a little bit in our pre-show chat, and I've watched you on the, all the shows. You couldn't do the shows that you've done with the enthusiasm you have without being real about cars. So tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a car gal. You know, when I first joined Overhaulin, I, it was a very difficult transition for me because originally when I was on overhaul and for a few episodes, I was hired as an actress uh, to do the pranks alongside with Chris Jacobs. And I thought, okay, this is fine. You know, this is what I'm doing. I had done, you know, some, you know, TV shows and some sitcoms and I've done theater. So when the first host, Courtney Hansen, left to pursue other opportunities, you know, everyone was kind of like, okay, who's going to fill in? Right. This co-host position. So they asked me and I thought, um, are you sure? Because I'm an actress and I'm still kind of modeling. You know, I come from the, pretty much the fashion industry. Right. I know, you know, designers and I know fabrics and, you know, who's who. But when it, come, when it came to the automotive world, I was clueless. And I was very honest. I said, listen, if you want me to pretend to be a car girl and pretend to know about cars, this is really not going to work out because the automotive industry is very, very... We'll see right through you. <laughs> oh, yeah. they You cannot fool the, the automotive industry. Like, they will know. I go, so I will accept this position if I can be honest about it, but learn along as I go. I go, because maybe there's that girlfriend or that even a boyfriend or somebody that's watching the show that wants to learn, how yeah. about they learn along with me? There you go. I go. So they're like, you know what? Okay, let's play that angle. I was like, well, it's not, I'm not playing an angle. This, I'm, I'm just going to be honest because to me, honesty is the best policy. And I think it's a lot harder to lie than it is to be honest. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I could be myself. So it was tough at the beginning, you know, but I think... I'm, I'm surrounded by the best of the best. I mean, I've got Chip Foose. I've got the A-Team. I've got the best painters and fabricators around me. Oh, yeah. And it was like probably being at Harvard, you know, or one of the top universities in the automotive industry because I had the best people around me. And it just, it clicked. Cool. And the, the moment it clicked was the, was the episode where Chip and I traded places. 
when oh. I got to design the 63 Mercury Comet I, and I he became the co-host. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of, I like to say that was like my final exam. Like, okay, <laughs> let's see how much AJ has learned in these past few episodes and she's been paying attention. And I think that was the moment where not only was I accepted by the automotive industry, but where I got the stamp of approval, not only from Chip, because they presented me with the plate AJ Designs. And at that moment, I felt, okay, I did this. And this yeah. is pretty cool. And I really love this. And it just, from then on out, it was, it was smooth sailing. You know, they say great actors and actresses embrace the personality of who they're playing. And the great ones do. You can see it. You can tell. So it sounds like that's the approach you took. And it seemed to work really well for you. Yeah, no, it, it, it just, it, it just, it really, the automotive uh, world just made sense. I remember, my gosh, when I was 19, I was dating a guy and he was so into cars and I just didn't get it. And we actually, <laughs> I don't know, broke up, I don't know how many times because he would have rather work, you know, on his Mustangs or he's like, I'm, you know, he would spend all his money on nitrous gas because he would like to go. <laughs> you know, race. And I'm like, I don't get it. This is why are you wasting your time and money on this? And I would get so upset. Fast forward, you know, I get it. I I remember when I was on overhaul and I get a text from him. Hey, Adrian, how's it going? So um, you're into cars now? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I know I'm biting my words now. Now I get it. Now I get it. I said, yeah, I go, you know what? I get it. And um, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) No, that's okay. You got there. You're part of the afflicted crowd now. So welcome to the club, if you will. Thank you. I'm I'm honored to be part of the club. It's a fun club for sure. So AJ, what I want to do now is look at some of the roads you've driven down. You've chosen a career in uh, television and, and fashion and all this that can be a roller coaster ride of ups and downs. There's no regular paycheck here. It's one year you're up, one year you're down. So would you share a huge challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career? But the most important part of this is how did you overcome that situation and what did it teach you so you could move forward? Yeah, well, a lot of people think, oh, okay, entertainment industry, you're making tons of money, you're living in big mansions, and you've got all these cars. But you know what, when you first start out, it's tough, because not only do you have to build up that resume, but you have to prove yourself, whether it's, you know, you're auditioning for the next sitcom, or, you know, going out for that modeling job. And yeah, this we're, we're self-employed, we get 1099s, we got to put some money aside to pay taxes. You know, we've got to save, you know, for those days where or weeks where we're not getting any work. Right. And, you know, there's been a there was a lot of times I would say the first few years where I just wanted to quit. I I said, you know, my gosh, you know, I make when I'm working, it's great money. But when you're not working, it's zero. There's no paycheck coming in. Right. There's nobody to support you. You know, I'm part of also uh, the Screen Actors Guild Union and, you know, they don't support you. No, they you know? just take but, they just take a little out of every paycheck. Yeah, they they want they want their their cut. I mean, they're they're great union, have great, you know, medical benefits, but it's just it's tough, you know, when you're on your own, you're on your own. Right. And but the times where I mean, there were a lot of tears and when I was just like I can't do this anymore. It's it's just there's so many people wanting the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then again, here comes my parents, especially my dad. My dad has been my biggest fan since day 1. He goes, "Listen, just continue being yourself. You know, don't give up. He goes, I know this is what you really love to do. He goes, you just got to keep trying. Yeah. Just don't quit. And every time, it's funny because every time I wanted to quit, I would get that awesome job, <laughs> which would lead to another opportunity. So it's it's almost like you just, it just don't give up. 
Don't you know, if you're up. so, yeah. yeah, if you're so passionate about something and this is what you feel that you should, should be doing. And the, the thing is, I'm glad those failures happened or when I wasn't working, because when an opportunity does come my way, I am beyond grateful. Right. Because it's not, I mean, I just think life in general is not easy. So I feel like when you work hard at something and you have a couple of bumps in the road or some failures, when you do get to that prize, it just makes it that much sweeter. Yeah, very well said. You know, I had two past celebrities. I had many celebrities on this show, but a couple that come to mind, Spike Ferrison, who's got a TV show right now, Car Matchmaker, and Adam Carolla, of course, who's done all sorts of different things. And one of the things, well, both of them had said the same thing, that in this industry, yeah, you can be up one day and then down. You don't know where your next job's coming from. And I remember Adam saying... Every morning I get up, I just move my legs. I just keep moving. Just keep moving. You got to just keep going forward and work, 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 work. And uh, You have to. And there's been a lot of times where you've got to work for free. That's yep, exactly what they both said. <laughs> yeah, there's jobs where it's like, hey, there's this opportunity, but it either pays 100 bucks, if that, or nothing. And okay, we'll, we'll give you lunch and a credit. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, it's sometimes you got to really think, you know what? You never know what this will lead to. So sometimes you just got to bite the bullet, work for free, and hopefully that will lead to something bigger and better in the future. And you know what? Usually it does because you don't know, for for example, that person getting your coffee, you you may be working for that person down two years from now. So it's almost like it's such a small industry. And there's sometimes where you know, you got to work for free. You got to work for, you know, 10 bucks. You got to work for, you know, a lunch and a, and a, and a credit and, you know, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Just keep doing it. Very well said. Mm -hmm. Well, let's shift gears here, AJ, and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I like to call a career aha moment. And in your industry, there's a lot of aha moments. There's a lot of uh uh-oh moments, I'm sure too, but let's talk about ahas. I like to say it's a time when those headlights come on and illuminate your way for this new direction or this concept or idea you had. And Tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into your success. Oh, my goodness. I, I would like to say maybe I have a couple of aha moments. Awesome. I would say my first aha moment was, you know, being an actress and a model. Um, and at the time, I was doing a lot of television commercials. I landed probably the gig of a lifetime, which was being a Fanta girl. Oh, wow. Um, cool. Yeah, it was Coca-Cola, you know, obviously is the company. And it was just such a turning point in my career. I thought, oh my gosh, this is what it's all about. All the rejections and no, I'm sorry, you're not our type. We wanted someone shorter. We wanted someone taller. We wanted a blonde or was all worth it once I landed that gig. And it ended up to be a four-year contract with Coca-Cola. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Singing. Who knew? Singing and dancing with a soda. You know, um, yeah, but the thing is they had such a big casting call. They, I think they auditioned girls in Miami and New York and Los Angeles. And at the time my agent said, Hey, there's, you know, there's an audition, a commercial audition for a new, they're going to relaunch Fanta Soda. So just go casual. And I thought, okay, so I went in jeans and in a tank top, no big deal. And I show up and there's these girls in dance outfits and they're stretching and they're, you know, going over lyrics. And I'm like, uh-oh. Um, so I go up to the, the person I was like, I'm here for the, the Fanta commercial. Am I in the right place? They're like, yeah, here's, here's your lyrics. You have to sing. I don't sing oh, wow. at all. And I sing really bad. <laughs> and I said, okay. And they said, and you have to make up a dance, like eight counts of eight. Oh, I'm thinking, goodness. well, um, I, 
was on the dance team in high school, but that yeah. had been a while. But okay, so I was ready to leave. I thought, you know what? I can't sing. My dancing, I'm not a professional dancer. But then I thought, okay, I just sat in traffic to get to Hollywood. So yeah. whatever, I'll just stay. Go so, for it. Yeah, I go in, I do my thing. I'm laughing the entire time. So I'm thinking, I must look like the biggest idiot. <laughs> I sound horrible, but whatever. I was, And they were like, okay, thank you, bye. I thought, okay, I'm not even going to think about it. Right. Next thing I know, I get a second call back. I get a third call back. Whoa. I get a fourth call back. I've got people from Coca-Cola. And I'm thinking, what is going on? And then they announced, okay, congratulations. You're one of the Fanta girls. And I thought, well, how the heck did this happen? They said, you know, from the first audition, you were just having so much fun. And you represented what Fanta is all about, is having fun wow. and a good time. And they're like, don't worry about the singing. You're going to lip sync anyway. Fabulous. So that was, yeah. There's a, there's a life lesson here. I think the takeaway, and correct me if I'm wrong, is always, always be yourself. Yes. Yes, be yourself because I, I, and I told him, I said, well, there were so many beautiful girls and, you know, I, I heard them sing and they were perfect dancers. Then they said, yeah, but, but we also wanted somebody that, you know, could appeal to a lot of people, men, women. We didn't want somebody too sexy because this is Coca-Cola. It's very family oriented. And at the end of the day, they just wanted someone fun. And they said, you had fun from day one. There you go. So, yeah. Wow, wonderful lesson there for those listeners out there. And I hear that a lot in all aspects of business. Don't try to be anybody else. Be yourself. Just be yourself all the time. It's kind of like going back to your comment about not telling fibs or anything. My mom yeah. used to say, if you don't lie, you don't have to remember what you said ever. That's exactly <laughs> it, too, because that, it, it gets to be too much work. Yes, yeah. So it's like, I don't have time for that. It's like, you know what, this is how I feel. Yeah. Either like it or you don't. This is me. And it's like, take it or leave it. And, and it's so much more fun being being yourself. And yes. I'm such I'm kind of a dork. <laughs> and I think that comes across on overhauling. You know, you'll you know, there's times where, you know, I'll be a little goofy and even in competition ready. You know, I just I just felt like, OK, you know what? I, I, I can't be serious all the time. That's right. just not me. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so much more fun being yourself. Well, I, I think you're right. And again, going back to the celebrities that have been guests here on Cars, yeah, when you look at Wayne Carini, for example, 10 years yeah. of success with chasing classic cars. I mentioned Adam. He is definitely himself. Spike Ferriston, he's himself. So uh, that works. It really does work. And the audience can see that. that yes. That's the thing. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, the audience, they're the ones that decide if the show is a hit or not, because they're the ones <laughs> at the end of the day, they're going to be tuning in. And it's so obvious when somebody's being fake yes, and someone's being genuine. So, yep. you know, and you just want to be relatable and, you know, fun to watch and make mistakes too, because guess what? No one's, nobody's perfect. And I think that's what makes you more relatable to the audience. If yeah. you're just not perfect because nobody is. Yep. Great life lesson there. Cars. Yeah. Listeners. Great life lesson. Well, let's talk a little bit about a proudest career moment. I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out for you? I would say overhauling. Overhauling is definitely a proud career moment. It, it really put me on the map as far as hosting goes and also kind of introducing me to the automotive world. And I'm also very, very proud to be part of a show that I just recently found out is the longest running television show in TV history. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it went 10 seasons, over 100 episodes. I was part of over 50 of those episodes. 
And um, it's just a show to be proud of. It was, it's a, I think it's so rare these days to have a television show where the entire family can watch. Yeah. And Overhauling is that. I mean, yeah. you could watch with your kids. You could watch with your grandparents. You could watch with your, your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's just a fun family show. There's no fabricated drama. It's all about the cars and the people that we're overhauling. And I, I think that's what's lacking in, in television th- these days. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. congratulations for that to you and the whole team there. Yeah. Great show. I always enjoy watching that show and fantastic job. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here and talk about okay. your first, and I'll emphasize first, special car. That first car that you finally got and you went, oh man, this is so cool. I finally have it. And maybe tell us a story about that vehicle. Okay. Well, it has to be my very, very first car, which was a 1990 Toyota Corolla SR5 Sport. Sport. That's important. Sport. The sport. Yes. <laughs> and at the time, um, my parents told me, okay, if you continue getting good grades, uh, you know, possibly for your senior year, we'll get you a car. But my mom actually gave me a choice. She goes, okay, continue the good grades, you know, do well in school, possibly a car or... If you want, I think in, in Mexico, they have what they call a quinceanera, which is like a sweet, fifth, like sweet 16, but it's for, you know, 15 year olds, kind of oh, like a yes, coming see, of see, age. See, yeah. yeah. So she's like, you know, we can either give you that party or you can wait, continue, get good grades and get a car. Well, duh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to choose the car. the car. I don't <laughs> yeah. need a party. Yeah, we'll do a party and, later. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't need the party. I, I, you know, I went to a lot of my friends' parties. So that motivated me to work hard, you know, work hard in school and get good grades. So I remember looking at a few cars, you know, we went to go see, I think there was a a Jetta that we saw that I loved, but it was too expensive. Uh, We looked at several cars. My parents were like, yeah, this is, you know, we just can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, okay, you know, what can I do? So one day my mom says, oh my gosh, she was like yelling at me. Why did you leave all the clothes in in the laundry room scattered everywhere? And I'm thinking, I never did that. So she's like, go clean it up. So I was like, okay, you know, it's kind of like typical teenager, yeah. roll the eyes, roll your eyes. my way. And I opened the garage and there's this Toyota Corolla SR5 Sport Woo-hoo! sitting in the garage. And I'm thinking, I freaked out. I said, mom, somebody's in our garage. <laughs> Somebody parked in our garage. Yeah, I was like, who? And it freaked me out. And they started laughing. They're like, congratulations, your first oh, car. How fun. And it was beautiful. It wasn't a brand new car. It was, you know, when you go test drive the cars, the demos? Yeah. That's what it was. It already had 12,000 miles on it. Oh. I didn't care. It was yeah. this beautiful dark blue. And it even had the lights that flap up. You know, it was oh, very sporty. Yeah. yeah. I felt like, I'm like, oh my, I have a sports car. <laughs> Little did I know, 90 horsepower, but heck. Whatever. It was my own set of wheels. I had so much fun in that car my senior year, and I was a cheerleader my senior year in high school. So all, you know, half the squad, we would pile into this, like, little car and go to football games and, you know, the the local diner after. So, so many great memories. And I put over 100,000 miles on that car. Well, well used. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was an awesome little car. It did its job, you know was my first uh, car to go in and into in and out of Hollywood to auditions. So very reliable. And, you know, it just it was a great car. Awesome. Good memories. Well, let's go down memory lane again and talk about seller's remorse. Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back? Not really. Oh, lucky I mean, you. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I start off with the Toyota Corolla. And then from there, you know, after I put over 100,000 miles in that car, I ended up getting a Honda Prelude. 
Um, it was the one of the newer models, and I liked it because at the time it looked like the SL Mercedes. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, may have the the body, you know, may have the little emblem of a Honda, but in my mind, it was a Mercedes. Sure. Um, in that car, also, I put over a hundred thousand miles on that car. Was great and. After that, um, after I got Fanta, you know, that was my big gig. I finally got myself the Mercedes. That yeah. was kind of like my, my reward. I, I made it. Yeah. yeah. So no, I just, every car to me, it has, it has its purpose for that time. And right. I have great stories for all of them, but you know, no, no sellers remorse. Always looking down the road, not in the rearview mirror. I like that. Yes. I like that. Well, let's talk about competition ready and what's going on right now. I'd love for you to share with our audience. What this show's all about, what you and Mike do, what makes it interesting, why do we want to tune in and, and see where you guys are traveling and what you're doing? Well, Competition Ready is basically a show where we take a show car and get it ready for an auction or SEMA or, for example, the, one of the recent episodes was the Peterson Museum Grand Reopening. Oh, yeah. So people, and to be honest, before Competition Ready, I thought detailing a car was kind of spraying a little wax in the car, wiping it, and it's good to go. <laughs> yeah, Mike has changed your opinion, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. Little did I know the work that goes into detailing a classic car, a show car, to get it ready for those lights and for the, you know, people to say, wow, look at that paint. It's perfect. It's just such, it's a great informative show. You definitely learn, but yet it's fast paced. It's fun. You know, we have different settings. You know, we were at the uh, Russo and Steel uh, auction, which is also with Barrett Jackson. There's so many fun events and so many great cars that I learned so much about detailing and it's, it's fun. I mean, it's like, wow, detailing a car is really cool. <laughs> so that's basically what we're showing. And we're actually, in no pun intended, well, yeah, pun intended, we're actually giving detailers their time to shine because yeah. there is a lot of work that goes into making these cars just even more perfect. I went from overhauling, you know, helping Chip and the team build a classic. Now right. I'm with Mike and his team making it just that much more perfect maintaining so, yeah maintaining absolutely. yes you got to maintain this you know creation so you guys have done an awesome job watching the first show it started debuted i think it was april 22nd was the yes. first episode that came out and you know i started detailing cars when i was 14 that's how i put myself through college i've detailed a lot of cars and then i worked in the detailing industry manufacturing products for 25 years and when I first heard about this show, I went, okay, this is going to be interesting because watching somebody detail a car can be like watching paint dry. Yeah. How are they going to make this interesting? But I see what you're doing, and I love the educational part of it as well. Plus, of course, the gorgeous cars you guys are working on, which is tremendous. Mike is an expert in his field and the folks that you have on the show. So you're kind of going through a new learning process like you did with Chip with overhauling. Oh, exactly. And You know, you really hit it on the head. I was a little skeptical when, when I got the offer. Um, for a competition ready because I thought, okay, I'm coming right off of overhaul, in which I'm grateful they called me back for the to come back to the final season. Mm-hmm. So how do you go from where do you go from overhaul? And it's like okay, from overhaul and building classic cars to detailing a car. Right. I'm like, okay, <laughs> how are they going to make this interesting? And I, I literally, I had to really think about it. I thought, okay, um, you know what? It's it's something new. Let's just. Let's go for it. Yeah, give it a so shot. So when, when I saw the first episode, I thought, wow, what a fun show. And I'm my own biggest critic. Like, I will pick it apart, say, oh, gosh, no, I don't like how they edited that, or I should have said it this way. And 
I actually had fun watching the show. There I thought, go. wow, this is, they really did a great job, not only showing the detailing world and what the detailers go through, but just, of course, the beautiful cars, the different locations, and just the, the pace of the show was not like watching paint dry. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> see, I'm really, really proud of that show. And I'm definitely, this is a whole new ball game for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely learning as I go. Um, you'll see in a future episode when I'm with uh, uh, one of the uh, machines, I forget what, with the flex, one of the flex tools. Flex, yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm putting the wax on and you're supposed to turn it off before you lift it up. Oh, yes. Did you? I lifted it up. <laughs> you sprayed everybody. I, I, not, I sprayed Mike completely <laughs> and sprayed an entire, and I thought, Okay, I should have known better by now. This this was like my fifth episode in, but it's just, you know, we have fun too. I, yeah. I you know, I'm, I have fun with Mike because, you know, I don't want it to be that serious show, yeah. you know, going back to, you know, kind of being myself, being goofy. So, you know, I got to, you know, throw in some fun stuff along the way, but it's it's been great. It's honestly, I'm really, really proud of this show. Well, I think you guys should be, and it's a learning process and it's really fun. And I would encourage our Listeners to view, it's on Velocity, right? Velocity, um, every Friday they debut a new episode and then they rerun it uh, Saturday and Sunday. Absolutely. We'll make sure we have links on your show notes page here at Cars Yeah, so people can check it out. And I encourage the listeners to check it out. It's a fun show. It's near dear to my heart being a detailer my whole life. I should have kept track of all the cars I've polished and waxed over the years. It's got to be thousands now. Oh, my gosh. I know. Here's the downside, of course, AJ, is now you're going to be expected to have a perfect-looking car every day. So, I thought about that because so people ready. thought, oh, you know, so have you detailed your, your Firebird yet? And I'm thinking, no, but it probably can really use some some good, you know, muscle in there. The so. pressure's – well, that little boy of yours, you can teach him the wax on, the wax off, you know. That's the – That's a good <laughs> – yes, that would be a good start. But, yeah, now now the pressure's on. That my, Now my cars have to look perfect. Oh, yeah. It's been my whole life story, believe me. It's a lot of pressure. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, AJ. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? I were to be any car – I would have to say it would be the 1925 round door rolls. Oh my gosh, the one at the Peterson. Yes. You know, something about that car, I remember when I first saw, because that's one of the cars that uh, we worked on on the show. First of all, I love the 20s. That, that era to me is just classic. It's timeless. There's something fun about that era. But that round, round door rolls, it's just, I feel like I connected with it because... It's timeless. It's one of a kind. It's one of those things, one of those cars to either like it or you hate it. But it's, it's kind of there like, hey, here I am. Take it or leave it. This is me. And, you know, it's got a class to it. It's very elegant, but it also is fun. So I, I would say I'm, I'm the, the 1925 round door rolls. You know, that's a really cool answer to that. I love that. You have dark hair, so that goes with the black yes, paint yes, on that exactly. car. It's fantastic. I first saw that car uh, at the Peterson. I, actually, the first time I saw it was on the lawn at Pebble Beach many years ago when, okay. it, was, when it was there. I saw it again at the La Jolla Concours two years ago. They had it on display. And, of course, at the Peterson. I've had a lot of folks in the Peterson Museum on cars yet here. So, wow, what a choice. You're the first one to choose that car. So, nice. Oh, really? Nice Thank choice. You. Yeah, fantastic. So, AJ, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. 
It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit, with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, AJ, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Okay, I think so. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Drive fast. Drive fast. (laughs) Okay, that might not have been some good advice. No, no, not best. You know, okay, let me think. So best automotive advice I've ever received was know your car. Know the sounds, the smells, if anything's different, because you know your car the best. And, you know, always, you know, you know your instincts are always right. So best advice, know your car. Definitely. Get up close and personal. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Yes, I would say just don't give up. Mm. You know, if you've got your eye on the prize, stay focused because eventually you will get there and just keep going. Now, I'll tell you, I've had a lot of racers on the show and every single racer on the show has said the same thing to that question. Never, ever give up. So uh, you're a racer at heart, I think. There you go. I think so. You know, I do love to drift. There you go. So oh, cool. I, I not drive. I've been just kind of a co-driver. Yeah. It's just my favorite. I love it. All right. We got to get you in the driver's seat out there then. I think uh, one, I of those, uh, one of those displays at SEMA, that's a place for you to go out there and have some fun. So. Yeah, I know. I always get jealous. You know, last this last SEMA, I was filming two shows at the same time. I was doing Battle of the Builders and Competition Ready. So. Uh-huh. I heard them, you know, going going around SEMA, and I was like, oh, I want to get in there, but... You were was, working. <laughs> yeah, maybe next, maybe this year. Maybe this year. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you think is really fun or something that you enjoy? A resource? I would say AutoGeek at the time. They just, they're amazing. I mean, Mike is such a great guy, and he's so good at what he does. And people always, you know, ask me, oh, what product did you use for this episode? Or, you know, what was this, you know, machine that you use? I was, and I always just say, go to AutoGeek because yeah. they have 
all your questions answered there, you know, any of the products. So they're, they're my go-to resource right now. Absolutely. A tremendous amount of resource for anyone wanting to take care of their vehicle. And the products that are offered, it's everything, everything you'd ever want to know. And I know the folks on the phones, they're really helpful if you need some help yes. on how to, how to use the products right. That's the biggest thing. Now, how Definitely. about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently you think our listeners would really enjoy reading as well? You know, I know this is not automotive related. That's okay. But um, one of my favorite books that I enjoyed reading happens to be by one of my best friends. Oh, yeah? And uh, her name is Brandy Glanville. And people probably know her from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. And she wrote a book called Drinking and Tweeting. That was her first book. And basically... I mean, she's funny. I mean, this girl is needs to be on stage doing stand-up comedy. But what I loved about her book is, again, she's very honest. She's very real. She tells all about her mistakes, how she overcame them. You know, she went through a, a nasty divorce. Mm -hmm. But basically, at the end of the day, it, so everything she does is for her boys. Yeah. And it's kind of like overcoming, you know, it's kind of like rising from the ashes. And that's pretty much what her book's about. It's like, hey, this is what I went through. I got through it. So can you. But it's funny. Like when I read that book, she wrote it like she didn't have a ghostwriter or anybody helping her because she journaled everything. So when I read it, I was like, yes, that is Brandy. That's she her. This is her because I laughed out loud. And it really takes a lot for me to laugh out loud like that. But <laughs> she just she really put all the hardships she went through, mm -hmm. kind of in a comedic way, but yet very real and very raw. And I just loved it. I, I really enjoyed her book. So. Awesome. Well, good. Well, great. Yeah. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources at AJ's show notes page on carsyad.com. Just type AJ or Adrian AJ Janik in the search bar and that page will pop up with these links. And there's a great place on the website called Guest Recommended Books with the past 516 guest books, including AJ's recommendation will be listed there for quick, easy links to buy. All right, AJ, we are up to the checkered flag. This last question can be a real doozy. I'm going to buy you one collector car, any collector car in the world. Not a daily driver, but something for fun in the garage. Price is no object. Doesn't matter today because I'm writing the check. What would that one vehicle be? And more importantly, why? Okay, well, I do have my 68 Firebird, and that is my absolute dream car, but she definitely needs a companion. Okay. So I would love, love, love a 1969 GTO Judge. Ooh, okay. The Judge, baby. The, the Judge. Judge. Yeah. Yes. I remember those cars with the Judge sticker on the back fender. Yeah, Very cool. It's just. What is I mean, it about love, that car? You know what? I love Pontiac. Pontiac is just. I can't explain what it is. Like, I remember when we did a 68 Firebird on Overhauling, uh -huh. and people, you know, kept asking me over time, okay, what's been your favorite car? What's been your favorite car? And I said, I don't know. They're all great. <laughs> Until we did the 68 Bird. And that one did And you. I thought, oh, my gosh. It was, you know when you watch a cartoon, and the cartoon has hearts in their eyes when they see something <laughs> yeah. they love? Yeah. That was me. And to the point where I went up to the guy, I said, listen, if you don't like the car, I will gladly take it off your hands. And he kind of laughed. I said, I'm not joking. Yeah. I'm, I'm being serious. And he just kind of gave me the side eye like, wow, this girl's really obsessed with my car. And ever since then, I don't know. It's just, you know, I love the Trans Am. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. who doesn't love smoking in the Bandit? Oh, yeah. And it's just to me, Pontiac is just timeless. It's classic. And the sure. judge is just masculine. And it just 
screams, get out of my way. Here I come. And uh, just, it just roars and it rumbles. And, um, yeah, I, I need that in my garage. I think so. Definitely. You've been bit by the judge for sure. That's the bomb yes. for you. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. cool. Well, AJ, you have taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed spending some time with you today and learning more about you. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Would you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset, drifting a little bit in that 69 GTO judge? Be yourself, be honest, and never give up on that prize. Mm, Very well said. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your new TV series? Well, I am on Facebook as Adrian AJ Janik, Twitter at Adrian Janik, and on Instagram at Adrian Janik. And just so you know, it's me. I don't have anybody running my pages, typing stuff up for me. It's all me. So if I respond or if I post anything, it's it's, it's you. yours truly. Yeah. Because cool. I just, you know, when you have somebody else do that for you and they mistype something, yeah. then here it goes, here it comes back to being honest. You got to re kind of redo it. And it, it's just kind of digging yourself out of a hole. And right. I figure, you know what? It's, it's just better just to do it yourself. Oh, yeah. Very cool. And of course, our listeners can find your new show on Velocity, right? Yes. Competition Ready is on Velocity and also uh, tons of reruns of Overhauling on Velocity. And occasionally, I, I, I think Velocity still uh, re-airs Battle of the Builders from 2015. Yep, absolutely. Cool. So, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything AJ has been so kind to share today on her very own show notes page at carsyad.com slash Adrian AJ Janik. AJ, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your amazing experiences with me and with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Hey, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!